Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the word. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. And uh, this week we ex- we hope to complete our 26th book. And that's the book of Ezekiel. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on our app. That's Bible In-Depth Network. On all podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, you name it, you'll find all that uh, you need about this podcast. And I believe even as you listen, the Lord shall speak to you because this is the reason. There's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows need. To everybody who wants God to speak to them, God comes and he will speak to you because he has given us his spirit who is within us and he will teach us, he will instruct us, he will tell us of the things that are to come and the things that we need to learn. So you just go and you listen in. You can also visit our website, bibleindepth.com. And you'll find everything concerning the network. You'll find the radio there. You'll find uh, um, all details that concern this network. A live stream 24-7. Uh, programs, uh, children, material, everything you'll find on our website, bibleindepth.com. Now, we are handling the book of Ezekiel. We took a very interesting um, study about the history of Israel. Straight from the time of their captivity, after captivity in Babylon, up to today, what has been happening. And this we did in preparation for Ezekiel 38. And uh, these things are important for us to know if we are going to understand the prophecy that is given by Ezekiel in chapter 38. Chapter 38 of Ezekiel is where we'll start today. And starts by saying, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face toward Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal. I will turn you about and put hooks into your jaws i'll bring out i'll bring you out and all your army horses and horsemen all of them splendidly attired a great company with buckler and shield all of them wielding swords persia ethiopia and put with them all of them with shield and helmet Goma with all its troops, Bethtogama, from the remotest parts of the north and all its troops, many peoples with you. Be prepared and prepare yourself, you and all your companions that are assembled about you, and be a guard for them. And he goes on and says, after many days you will be summoned in the latter years. You will come into the land that is restored from the sword whose inhabitants have been gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had been a continual west, but its people were brought out from the nations 
and they are living securely, all of them, you will go up, you will come like a storm, and you will be like a cloud covering the land, you and all your troops, and many peoples with you. Now, this is a war that is being spoken of, a war that is going to come, a war that is going to happen. And uh, it's key for us to identify these nations that are being spoken of here. And when we read the Bible, we will find nations or lands that are spoken of. You may not know them uh, when you read in their form that they're written in the Bible. But when we go and study into the maps and also see the realities of nations, and they are old names and all, you'll find which nations are being talked about here. Now, this is a prophecy about Gog and the future invasion of Israel. This invasion has not happened yet. That's why we went into the history and tried to see what has been surrounding Israel at this time. What has Israel been going through since their captivity up to today? And uh, with starting this, we will get to understand what are the nations that are being talked about here in this war that is to come, in this invasion of Israel that is to come. Now, the scripture we've just read starts by telling us yeah, that face toward Gog. Gog here is an individual. The person they're talking about here, it's a person that they're talking about here. Gog is an individual. He's a leader. He's a king. He's a ruler. Yeah? And they're saying Gog of the land of Magog. Magog is a land. It's a nation. Yeah? It's identified as a, a place, a station. Yeah? And it has a prince. Yeah? Who is this leader that they're talking about? Gog. And this prince is being spoken of, Prince of Rosh. Now, when you get to study and understand, Rosh is a part or a place that was part of Russia. Yeah? And uh, when we speak Rosh here, it's clear and it's understandable straight from studying who Rosh is. And that is Russia. Meshesh and Tubal are currently modern Turkey. Turkey as it is right now. Here, it was referred to as Meshesh and Tubal. Yeah? So, Rosh represents Russia. Meshesh and Tubal represents modern-day Turkey. And uh, these nations here are spoken of as those that are going to lead this invasion of Israel. These are spoken of as nations, Russia and Turkey, as nations that will lead the invasion of of the nation of Israel. And they're given here clearly to us, but they don't come alone. Yeah? Because as we read in verse 5, Pasha, Ethiopia, Put, and Goma, and Beth Togama are part of the alliance. They joined them to come and fight, to come and invade the land of Israel. Now, what is Pasha? Persia is Iran. In 1935, we looked at that even as we were checking through history in the past episodes, that in 1935, Persia changed its name to Iran. So, clearly what is being spoken of here is Iran. And Iran will join Russia and will join Turkey in the invasion of 
Israel. Of course, we know Iran, and we're going to get into the details of the relationships uh, that these countries or these nations have with Israel currently to date. Uh, what, um, t- what is the nature of their relationship? Because that plays a part on the war that is going to happen. Yeah, And uh, here we have Ethiopia, other uh, versions will call it Kush, also being mentioned as an ally. Uh, Kush, all this, what is called Ethiopia, may not really imply that it is the modern-day Ethiopia. In this time, uh, it's called Kush, but that today represents modern-day Sudan. Yeah, Sudan, as it is, is representing Kush. Sudan is part of the alliance that will come uh, to fight or invade the land of Israel in the time to come. And we shall look at the relationship, the relationship that Sudan has with Israel at the moment. Yeah, And how possible is it that these shall be invading Israel in the time to come? Then you have Put. Put, that is mentioned here, represents modern-day Libya. And uh, we shall look at the relationship that you have with Libya and Israel currently. Then you have Goma. Goma is uh, a discussion that uh, some say it's Germany, then others say it's modern-day Turkey. Still, that it was a representation of the modern-day Turkey. Part of this part, Goma, is in Turkey. Then Beth Togama is part of modern-day Turkey. Now, these are the nations that are being spoken of that shall come and invade the land of Israel. And I want us to look at these nations because it's key for us to uh, get into these and know how possible is it that they will invade. What are the reasons that will cause their invasion? And uh, here we've been told that they will be invading the mountains of Israel. That is in uh, verse 8, yeah? That they will invade the mountains of Israel. Now, the mountains of Israel that are being spoken of here. It's a very interesting discussion. Uh, When we're looking at uh, Israel gaining its independence, and uh, Israel in 1948 is granted independence by a mandate from the United Nations. When Israel gets its independence, it is not all rosy. It's joy to them, as Israel, of the achievement they've got but them to the neighboring states which are mostly Muslim states. They are angry that the Palestinian nation has been invaded, that this is a land of the Palestines. This is a land of the Palestine nation. So why is it being divided and Israel is given a portion and Palestine remains with a portion? The division was quite also interesting because when you look at the whole the map of that entire area, in which Israel and uh, Palestine uh, are taking it's in a weird shape. The Palestinians are given sort of a a position in the middle of this whole land. And uh, what happens is after Israel receives its independence, it is attacked the next day. We looked at that by the neighbors. Yeah, you had Jordan, Syria, um, Egypt, and they join the Palestinians to come and fight for them and uh, object to what the UN has done to give Israel a nation. That is in 1948. Just the next day, 15th uh, May, after their independence, they attack Israel. This attack, of course, Israel overcame. 
1967, still, there is an invasion that is done. And uh, this is known as the Six-Day War. This Six-Day War was fought by Israel, and it gained them something that they didn't have initially. They went up to the Golan Heights, that's part of Syria, and annexed a part. They went into the side of Egypt, the Sinai Peninsula, and also a Gaza Strip, that strip of Gaza, which was occupied by Egypt, which was a space for Egypt. And also it had Palestinians in it. Then they went further and annexed the Western Bank. The West Bank, this section was interesting because for it represented the Palestinians as a people. It was their area. It was their section. Now in the fight in this six-day war, they come and capture the entire West Bank. Of course, that adds the section of East Jerusalem. East Jerusalem is where all the holy sites are. The temple, where the temple was, the temple of Solomon. It's where you, you find all these holy sites. That center that is considered holy to them, that they want to consider as their capital, is where they went and conquered in this six-day war. Now, the West Bank, of course, includes Bethlehem. That's where Jesus is born. But initially, this part of East Jerusalem, which you consider the mountains of Israel, by the way, as we've read, was not part of the partition that was done by the UN for Israel to occupy. So Israel had taken the western side of Jerusalem, but East Jerusalem belonged, or in this partition, still belonged to the people of Palestine. Now, when Israel fights the Six-Day War, it spreads its borders. It crosses up and gets into the West Bank and conquers or takes charge of the mountains of Israel, East Jerusalem. Now, this has been contentious to death because it is part of the reason that you have all the wrangles with these other nations because they say that no Israel took a place that does not belong to them. According to international law, by the way, it's considered that Israel is occupying that East Jerusalem and the West Bank and also was occupying Gaza Strip illegally. They considered it illegal occupation of the Jews because as far as the mandate that the UN drew, Israel was not supposed to be in these places. But in the Six-Day War, they conquer and they go past those places. Of course, after discussions, they leave the Sinai Peninsula and uh, recently they also left the Gaza Strip and left it to the Palestinians. But as far as the West Bank is concerned, this is a hard paper. It's very difficult that we shall see Israel leave because they continue settling in the West Bank and conflicts between Israel and the Palestinians continue because the Palestinians say, you are in our space. Israel says, no, this is our place. And uh, we got it through the Bible. We know it has been given to us through our forefathers. But the UN does not recognize. And we want to look at the relationships now that are within the nations we've just read of. Yeah, That is Gog, uh, the leader, Magog. And we look at Rosh, the land of Magog. We look at Rosh. And we say Rosh represents Russia. And if there is an invasion that is going to happen into Israel, yeah, by Russia. What are the current relationships that are happening between these nations that could easily lead to this invasion that we read about? And I want us to just get into that 
and look at the relations that these nations that have been mentioned here have with Israel currently. Uh, is Israel and Russia relations, of course, these have been declining lately. They've had their issues from history. We may not get, get all, all the way back, but they've had their issues, Russia and the U.S., and of late, they've really declined. Israel bombed the Damascus International Airport. That is in Syria. And uh, here, Israel was trying to save itself. We looked at that. They are eliminating all Iranian sites that are in Syria. Syria is a place that Russia is involved so much, greatly. And uh, they are concerned about Syria. It's a place that they've uh, totally gone and put their influence there. Now, with Israel coming to bomb uh, into Syria, bombing the Damascus International Airport, it was a statement that did not sound good to the Russians. So, this makes tensions between the nations high. The Russian war in Ukraine that is happening right now, Russia uh, announced that nine Israelis were killed in the fighting alongside the Ukrainian forces. And Israel, of course, does not support the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's, that's what's happening right now. And these deaths that they spoke about of the nine Israelis that were killed in Ukraine in this recent war that they're fighting also sparked dispute between Russia and Israel. Israel says, uh, Russia rather, says that Israel mercenaries are fighting in support of Ukraine. They are saying that there are over 200 soldiers, Israeli soldiers, who are fighting in Ukraine for Ukraine against Russia. Israel is silent about that. They don't say anything about that. But Russia comes out and speaks and says there are people who are fighting on behalf of Israel. Israel's uh, decision also uh, to come out and be a, an alternative or a solution to the supply of natural gas. They had an agreement with the European Union to supply natural gas as an alternative to Russia. You know, Russia, with all the sanctions that have been placed upon Russia, Russia comes out and says, okay, we shall also try to shake you a bit. We'll cut the supply of natural gas to the nations. Uh, if you keep on the sanctions that you're placing upon us over the invasion of Ukraine, and clearly what happens is Israel comes and says, okay, if Russia is not giving you natural gas, we shall supply it, and we shall be an alternative to Russia. That does not make Russia happy because they feel these guys are intruding now. We are trying to put our restrictions to cause a move, and Israel is coming out to be an alternative. So that stresses the tension, it causes more tension between Israel and Russia. Of course, recently the Russian foreign minister also claimed that Adolf Hitler had Jewish blood. And uh, that didn't go very well. Of course, when you're talking Adolf Hitler, you're talking the world wars, Nazi. And uh, it was sort of an attack to the Jews. But uh, such statements from the Russian foreign minister spark conflict. They spark hatred between the two nations. And Russia also entertains and uh, welcomes Hamas. Hamas is what uh, is a section of the Palestinians that occupy the Gaza Strip. Of course, these are always in conflict with Israel over a number of issues that Israel is on their borders, in its controls, their airspace, 
yet they should be an independent nation as they claim that Israel just entered into their land. So this bothers Israel that Russia still has relations with Hamas, who is their clear uh, enemy, if I may use such a word. And they supply weapons to the Hamas, they supply technology, training to Hamas. And all these relations between Russia and Israel, you see, they are tense. And soon they can break out into this invasion that we read of in Ezekiel 38. The other nation talked about here is Turkey. Now, Turkey, for Turkey as we speak, um, their relationship with Israel has deteriorated over decades. Turkey declared support for the Palestinians, yeah, their right to self-determination. Uh, because they say Israel went into or was given the land of Palestine in a wrong manner. So they have the Palestinian uh, position as Turkey. In 2004, Turkey denounced Israel's uh, assassination of one of the Hamas uh, sheikhs in uh, the Gaza Strip. And uh, of course, they described the Israeli policy in Gaza as state-sponsored terrorism. They say this is terrorism that is done by Israel. And even demonstrations were done in Turkey against Israel's actions in Gaza. Israel, of course, also comes out. It accused Turkey of cooperating with Hamas and Iran. These are their major uh, uh, people who attack or conflict uh, groups. And uh, that Hamas established a command post in Turkey where it recruits operatives, uh, it trains them, it oversees all Middle East operations against Israel. And uh, in 2012, they claimed that Turkey also revealed names of Israeli agents to Iran. And uh, this did not go well with them. In 2020, there were nine activists that were killed by Israeli troops in Gaza. These activists were Turkish. And uh, that did not go well with Turkey, Israel uh, angered, also got angered by claims uh, that Turkish Prime Minister made in 2013, and he said that Zionism was a crime against humanity. Zionism, remember, we looked at it last time, that it was the movement that arose for Israel to get a state of its own, that rose through uh, the nations, and it eventually got its sense. But this, the Turkish Prime Minister came out and said that Zionism is a crime against humanity. 2013, still the Turkish Prime Minister claimed that Israel was responsible for the overthrow of Mohammed Morsi in Egypt. That right, that took off the leader of Egypt. They come out and say it is Israel that did that. After the United States recognized uh, Jerusalem as Israel's capital in 2018, uh, this, remember, was done by the U.S. President, Donald Trump, then. He came out, recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Remember, we've said this is a very contentious part. The part that has this capital is in East Jerusalem, the section that was annexed by Israel, though it was not part of the partition that was given. Uh, The U.S. came out, recognized them. And uh, when this was done, the Turkish Prime Minister accused Israel of carrying out a genocide and behaving like a terrorist state. Turkey then declared three days of national mourning after this was done by the U.S., yeah, recognizing uh, Jerusalem as a capital of Israel. They 
said we have three days of national mourning for this which has been done. They also followed that up by expelling Israel's ambassador and uh, they withdrew its ambassador in Tel Aviv for consultations. Israel also made a decision and decided to freeze all import of agricultural produce from Turkey after what Turkey did. The Prime Minister of Israel, that's Benjamin Netanyahu, described Turkish Prime Minister, whose name is Erdogan, as one of Hamas's biggest supporters. And he said that he should not be preaching morality to Israel. Of course, the Turkish Prime Minister responds, says Israel is an apartheid state which has occupied a defenseless people's land for 60 plus years in violation of UN resolutions. They are in the mountains of Israel, wrongly. That's what he came out to say. Israel, of course, Turkey refused to accept Jerusalem as Israel's capital. They don't accept that. Turkey launched even a campaign called Be the Hope for Palestinians. And they asked the Turkish citizens to donate money for that cause. In 2020, Turkey gave passports we saw to and IDs even to the Hamas members. This, uh, he, it did in Istanbul, gave Hamas members passports, uh, it gave them IDs, and this does not go well with Israel. 2021, Israel Palestine crisis that happened, Turkey called Israel a terror state. And uh, in a phone call in 2020, while with the Russian president Vladimir Putin, uh, Turkey's president told him that the international community should give Israel a strong and deterrent lesson. Now, here is the connection. This is the leader of Turkey. That is the leader of Rosh, which is Russia. And when he comes out and says, let's teach them a lesson, he's saying, guy, let's do an alliance and fight these people. Fight Israel. Show them where they belong. That goes down to what we've just read in Ezekiel chapter 38. Of course, uh, this Turkish president still went ahead. He called and asked uh, Pope Francis uh, to support sanctions against Israel. He also called and told King Abdullah of Jordan to join Turkey and stop Israel since they were aiming at all Muslims. So you see how these alliances already start to form uh, here. And uh, the Prime Minister of Turkey, for him, he contacted the Emir of Kuwait, contacted the Palestinian president, contacted the Hamas leader, telling them we need to take action against Israel. The Foreign Minister of Turkey contacted Iran, contacted Algeria, contacted Pakistan and Russia, saying we need to take a stand against Israel. So you see that with Turkey as well, it's breeding and it can easily get serious within no time. Then the other uh, uh, ally that we read of here, that we are being told, which is Persia, which represents Iran, because Iran is Persia. What are their relations with Israel? Uh, Iran and uh, Israel, they are regarded by some as the world's best enmity. That these two are the world's best enmity. Two years after Israel's independence, Iran became the second Muslim country uh, after Turkey to recognize Israel as a state. They did that. Hmm? Then they had some good relations, but that lasted until 1979. Why? Iran's Shah, 
that was the leader in Iran was taken out of power. And this Shah was somebody who was backed by the United States and Israel. And things changed in the new reign. The supreme leader that came on, who was known as Khomeini then, declared the U.S. and Israel as Iran's main enemies. Of course, you've been interfering in our country. Uh, there were some Israelis that were living in Iran then by the time, with the time of the Shah. But when this new supreme leader comes, things change totally in that land. And they regard the nation of Israel as a major enemy. And Khomeini, who is the new supreme uh, leader, then stressed defense of the Palestinian cause and wanted to see Israel fall. So he supported the PLO, that is the Palestine Liberation Organization, which was led by Yasser Arafat. And uh, he also went ahead and uh, as a supreme leader of Iran, he ordered for the creation of the Hezbollah, an Islamic militia in Lebanon, which aimed to fight the Israeli army that occupied their region. This we looked at when we were having discussions uh, through the past episodes of the history. And Israel uh, raised alarm over the years about Iran's nuclear program. Because Israel knows if Iran is stable, they will come and hit Israel and attack them because they are major enemies. Israel blamed Iran for funding and supplying Hezbollah in 2006 in that war in Lebanon. In 2009, Iran criticized Israel and the U.S. for disrupting its nuclear program. How did they do that? They used some malicious software called Stuxnet. They said, you are disrupting our program. Iran also accused Israel of assassinating their engineers and their physicists. And these two nations keep threatening each other with strikes. We shall bomb you. We shall do this. We shall do this. It's something that keeps on going on. And uh, Israel does its best to eliminate all Iranian bases that are near the Israeli-Syria border because they don't want Israel close. They don't want Iran close. If they come close, they are a threat to them. So this ally that will join in Ezekiel 38, Iran, we see their relations are not good. Anytime something can spark, then we have another ally who is considered as Kush, that is Sudan. What are the Israel and Sudan relations right now? A great number of Sudan, the Sudan population, deeply support the Palestinian cause. Their cause is we want our land back. And they hold animosity toward Israel as Sudanese. And Sudan sent troops also to fight in the major Arab-Israeli wars that we looked at last time. They were sending uh, help to the people of uh, Palestine. Of course, Sudan considered Israel an enemy state. With the recent effort uh, that has been there to normalize ties between Sudan and Israel, majority of the people are against this government action. They're saying, don't do that. Even the Hamas, by the way, issued a statement asking the citizens of Sudan to reject the agreement and establishment of any ties their government is trying to create with Israel. So as far as Kush or Sudan is concerned, all this called Ethiopia in Ezekiel 38, they do not want any relations with the nation of Israel. They are on the Palestinian cause. We want our land back. Then, the last group there that is talked about, Put, which is Libya, their relations, of course, are not good. They also remain set on the Palestinian cause. We want the land of 
the Palestinians back to them. Israel is wrongly occupying that space. And in January 2022, just this year, their interim prime minister rejected reports of any meeting with Israeli officials. He said it can't happen. It didn't happen. It will never happen. He will never sit to meet with the Israelis. He said their stance is firm and clear on the Palestinian cause. All these nations that are written in this Ezekiel 38, many of them are Muslim. Russia comes on as well on board. They are against the Palestinian, the, the Israeli occupation of the land. And they are saying it's land that belongs to the Palestine. So Israel needs to make way. Now, just as is Ezekiel 38 nations, that's Turkey, Iran, Sudan, Libya, just as their stance is firm and clear regarding the Palestinian cause, so is Israel's stand. Israel also says, this land is ours. From our forefathers, it was given to us. It belonged to us. It is our land. It belonged to our fathers. We will do everything in our power to occupy this land. Now, these two extreme stands in the Middle East region maintain a wave of uncertainty of what is coming in the near future. And the major reason here why we might see this conflict that is being prophesied in Ezekiel 38. We shall see this conflict come to pass in the years to come. And it is all going to be centered around the Palestinian cause. Occupation of Israel in this area. And we don't know how it will turn out. But it's clear that Israel is hated by its neighbors, by the Arab nations. Mostly because they say it's occupying the land of the Palestinians. But when you read through their history as Israel, they say, this was our land. It belonged to our forefathers. You are the ones who are occupying it. So they will do everything to protect it. And this in turn will lead to the invasion spoken of in Ezekiel 38. We shall continue from there next time. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking and we ask you to lead us, guide us, be our help. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.